Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host, this morning. How are we all today? Good morning, morning Russell. Russell. Good morning, morning everyone. Morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Father. There is so much joy when we say our good mornings to you. The joy of knowing that we are in your presence. More importantly, we were never out of it. But just that we are able to speak to our Papa today, this morning, our Father. That gives us even more excitement. To learn from you, to draw from you. You hold our hand, you seat us on your lap, you teach us, Father. You give each of us individually your revelations, your message, your teaching, your light, and your direction for our path today, this week, this year, whatever journey we are individually on. You speak to us separately. We thank you, Father, for this opportunity to come together to be with you. To have that conversation heart to heart in our place of prayer. To connect our spirit with yours, to join and be one with you, Lord. So that whatever baggage we are carrying, you say, give it unto me and I will give you rest. You give us that solution and that peace and that joy that you pour into our hearts, Father. That rest that you give us. We share it with all those that are part of this prayer meeting and all those for whom prayers have been requested on this group. We share it with all those that do not know you and all those that do not want to know you that have walked away from you. Your heart still bleeds for them. They are still your children. We ask for mercy, Father, for our sins and for theirs. We offer our faith and our priesthood to stand in that gap to bless all those that must be saved, Lord. And we ask of you to quicken them, that they might call on your name, to draw them near, that they might come to you. That every veil before their eyes that prevents them from seeing you be torn apart, every lie be cut down, the truth and your glory be revealed, Father. And let that truth and glory set them free. So as we make our prayer this morning, we call on your name, the name of our maker, our creator, the lifter of men, the one who is high and lifted up, the one who is ever faithful, the one who makes the past land a pool of water, the one who says, come to me just as you are, the one who has made for us the way of holiness and blots out our transgression and remembers our sins no more. And we pray in the name of your son, Jesus. Our rock, our refuge, the lion of Judah, the rock, the door, the sheep gate, the Lord who heals, the rider on the white horse who leads us in our battle against evil. Through him, we have our victories. The King of Kings is he, the Lord of hosts is what he is called. The one who is our daily bread. Jesus himself, 
And we pray in the name of his spirit, that spirit of El Shaddai, the spirit of victory, the spirit of all power of the living God, the one who has made his tabernacle in our own bodies. The glory of God, the Father that now resides within us through him. The Lord in the midst of his people who is mighty. The one who heals our backsliding. That same spirit of resurrection that raised Jesus from the dead. Who hovered over the earth void and formless. And gave it shape, gave everything in creation its shape. That same creator of the universe now residing within us. We thank you, Father, for this precious gift of your Son and your Spirit. We thank you, Lord, that you have not left anything, any stone unturned. You bankrupt heaven for our sake and you do it for every single one of us without any reservations. You look upon us only with your eyes of mercy and love. There is no bias in your heart. You are the just judge. You are the father that loves. You are the king. You are the Lord that has mercy. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with angels, with destiny, help us. You have blessed us with family and friends who love us so much and reflect your love, that unconditional love that you have for us in our lives. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with every spiritual gift in the heavenlies. That by activating them, we might step into not only abundance, but also into dominion that is your original plan for us. Right from Genesis chapter 1, when you made man. We thank you, Father, that you do not leave your own behind. Not even the hundredth sheep. Not that one little sheep that is lost. Every single one of us is dear to you. We thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us with the gift of prayer, with the gift of faith. You have blessed us with all your spiritual gifts, but more importantly, you bless us with the gift of your word, your will, that we are able to know that will and speak it. And when we speak your will in accordance with that will, you work in our lives. We thank you, Lord. As we get into today's reflection, I'd just like to highlight, I just remember Brother Savio's beautiful reflection a few days ago, which was last week, actually a week ago, where he reflected on lead us not into temptation. Satan tempts to steal, kill, and destroy. Today we reflect on how he does it and what are some of those ways as illustrated in the Bible. And what can we do when you fall into that trap? What are you going to do about it? So let's look at some of those ways. The first one, he started on his plans right from the book of Genesis where Adam and Eve were covered in God's glory. Satan beguiled Eve through the lust of the eye when she beheld the forbidden fruit. 
people are often tempted into forbidden fruit in our own lives as well into infidelity into bribery into theft into seeking something that that is not lawfully or rightfully ours that shouldn't be sought second one is when he trapped cain for cain it was the need to be accepted by others by god it went to the extent that through jealousy he got cain to kill his brother abel and that was part of his bigger plan as well so that mankind mankind's future which at that time rested in cain and abel would have been destroyed very strategically he got cain to kill his brother abel so that one would be eliminated through death and the other through god's punishment but here we are focusing on the need to be accepted when people are rejected in love people are rejected as a community in friend circles when people are bullied how do we respond to that we have seen many hate attacks as well and cain's was a hate attack on abel we have seen wars as well number 3 we see jesus was tempted on his identity if you are the son of god he asked him he tempts each one on our own identity as well to see how much we know or how are we going to use that remember he has the advantage of age of experience he has studied mankind for thousands of years he knows some of our typical behaviors the way we think depending on our background depending on our cultures our traditions he knows there are certain patterns that are applicable in our lives and is able to use them against us in this case he tempted jesus in three ways he tempted him for physical needs in the form of food right after he had fasted for 40 days and was hungry many times when we are terribly hungry we are tempted as well he tempted him for power and fame showing him all the kingdoms of the world taking him up to the mountain and promised he would give him the kingdoms in exchange for bowing down to him how many of us succumb to that the hunger for fame the hunger to be popular and we are willing to sacrifice our values we are willing to sacrifice our beliefs we are willing to sacrifice our ethics we are willing to sacrifice a whole lot of things only to become richer to have that power and to have that fame the third was he tested jesus with his own integrity how much of the word he knew he can misrepresent the word he knows the word as well he can misrepresent the word to us too 
how much of that word do we know how much of god's will do we know and are willing to abide by if we do not know what god's written will is we can easily deceive people into disobeying that will and disobedience then brings the curses of deuteronomy chapter 28 this is how he tries to control people economically as well that's one of his bigger attacks the biggest attack in modern day is to keep people poor so that when they are poor they are busy they are trading their time their destiny against that poverty to earn money to earn a basic living not to earn lavish lives by turning up the pressure through poverty or alternatively through lust and greed for power and fame and jesus responded to him by it is written so he couldn't test that integrity or the knowledge of the word many of us do not have that ability because we do not know the word we are not in the word our focus is not on jesus our focus is on getting rid of that poverty or fulfilling that greed that lust many have traded their souls for these transient riches which will only last a short time forsaking and losing the eternal riches that jesus is actually talking about he also uses the spirit of religiousness as we have seen in the pharisees and the sadducees the ones that stick by the law and require everything to be fulfilled by the law including paul who at the time was known as saul who persecuted christians in the name of that very law which was given by moses there are many times in the name of that kind of religiousness we have persecuted others as well when we demand compliance when we demand conformity to a certain pattern and certain ways of doing things either as parents we enforce that on our children or as zealots in our community we enforce that on others that do not conform to the patterns that the community is used to the zeal to achieve that conformity to doctrines to systems at all costs without really seeking to find the truth the eternal truth for others yet again it was lust of the body like he tempted david for judas it was greed where judas actually stole the seed that people were sowing in the ministry the seed that had not died so whatever the seed carried every curse and every pain and every suffering is what judas had to bear that can also work against people now what is his objective man what that is what is satan's objective here man by virtue of being given authority and dominion over the earth realm was meant to rule over it 
and Satan and all the fallen demons were cast down to earth. This is what the Bible tells us. So Satan's kingdom would technically be subject to that authority of man. And we didn't know this. Many of us don't know it. Satan's authority and his kingdom should be subject to what was given to man in Genesis 1 verse 28. So to keep Christians prayerless, ignorant of their identity and power, to keep them busy, keep them economically pressured, is what Satan's plan is so that they can remain powerless. And he found success immediately at the start with Adam and Eve and has continued on in that over the generations. God gave us his plan for salvation so that there could be a restoration of that order that he had planned for the kingdom. So when he says, I know the thoughts I think towards you, you don't just think of what my needs here and now are. You think bigger picture as well. More importantly, a powerless Christian does not need to be engaged at all since he has no threat to Satan's kingdom. There is nothing he can do that will endanger that kingdom. And what are the ways to keep him powerless is to keep him prayerless so that that power cannot be stirred up at all. To keep him busy so that he does not have time to pray. He has traded his destiny not for this power that comes from God, but for food, basic needs of the flesh. Whereas the spirit that is actually the living being there is not fed at all. And that is where most people fit today. And hence the revival that we see now in the spirit. God is doing a new thing. What he said in Isaiah. Satan used his learning from the people that tried to build the tower of Babel towards heaven. He saw how when the people were united and growing strong they could potentially achieve what they set out to achieve. And so they have to be divided. In fact, he used that principle of divide and rule against Cain and his brother. So that one would attack the other and in turn be condemned by God. And that way there would be no threat from the woman's seed. But he didn't realize that the mention of the woman's seed was prophetic. He thought it would end there. And that way, he being the source of all wickedness, he would get to stand as the accuser in God's court of law and accuse the woman's son, accuse Cain. We reflected on God's court of law a few days ago and that is applicable to us, even us today. Where Satan stands as accuser against us, first tempts us to make a mistake, then stands against us, against us as an accuser. A man is cornered when God says, bring forth your strong case. Now, if you do not know, and all you're hearing is guilty, because that is what he will speak to you in your ears. When you do not know the truth, and all you hear is guilty, there is no strong case you can bring. That is when we need to open our eyes. We still have one hope if all else fails. 
we cannot when we cannot bring a strong case bring forth a strong case according to the law then the one hope that we have is we are able to plead the blood of jesus over our guilt our sin in that situation and then that sin gets transferred to jesus now that sin is no longer borne by us it is borne by him just as he did on the cross we are exonerated from it we are no longer guilty anymore the sin is transferred to him through his blood there is atonement and hence payment for the sin has already been made in full in accordance with the law given by god himself so in accordance and when he judges in accordance with that same law there is no more case because atonement has been made the accuser can no longer point a finger jesus your advocate has won that case for you so the bottom line is when satan attacks and you find yourself being accused and guilty immediately plead the blood of jesus on yourself your family your belongings whatever your situation is that you are being accused for plead the blood of jesus over it use that to resist as your ultimate defense to resist the devil till he flees from you in jesus and in the holy spirit you have been given that advocate the holy spirit here on earth jesus in heaven seated at the right hand of god the father both interceding for us advocating our case use their support use their prayer this is god's system of advantage that we have been given most of us are not even aware of it now we can use it when we are down in that pit he said in john 3:16 whosoever believes in jesus not just the jews not just the chosen race whosoever anyone everyone you and me included shall not only be delivered but shall also be given the gift of eternal life and we are able to use this in our prayer the expectation is for us to intercede for others as well that we find in that situation and when they are not aware of it we make our prayer with them and for them and we plead the blood of jesus over their case so that we can rest our case when our advocate takes over father in the name of jesus i pray that each of us understand your system of advantage that you give us through prayer through your advocates through your spiritual gifts to all your provisions that you make available to us and we are able to use those principles as you have mentioned in your word and the benefit that you give us through this precious blood of jesus that we are able to step away from that box from that court of law scot free freed by the spirit of liberty freed by the blood of jesus we ask for that wisdom and understanding father we ask for that edification in our spirit to build our capability in our spiritual warfare to use the tools that are available to us 
We ask for that edification to be made aware of them, Lord. The wisdom to know when to use them. We pray also, Father, for our physical and our temporal needs. For those of our family and every request that has been mentioned on our prayer group. We pray in a special way for all those that are battling sickness and disease. We pray for all those that are victims of war, that are refugees. For all those that are battling hunger and starvation. For all those that are battling poverty. We pray in a special way for all those that are, for all those families that are battling separation through whatever means, through violence, through infidelity, through arguments, where the love has been stolen. Father, this is your very basic unit, a representation of your love for us, the unit of the family. We cover every such family that we are currently praying for. We take a moment to remember them. We cover them by the precious blood of Jesus. We also cover every member of every family that is part of this prayer group. By your precious blood, Lord. We put on our angels and we dispatch them on assignments. We call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us to protect us and keep us safe. From harm, sin, from danger, from accident, from injury, from pilfering, from theft, hijacking, terrorism, and any natural disasters. I command that angelic protection over each of these families in the authority of the name of the King of Kings, Jesus himself. We pray for all those that are battling any kinds of strongholds in their lives as well, including addictions, including anxiety, depression, including any kind of mental challenges, whatever the yoke that is keeping them bound to the ground. Father, we come against it in the name of Jesus and we declare those chains of bondage broken. The yoke of poverty, the yoke of joblessness as well. We pray for our own personal needs and those of our families too. Especially those members of our family that are not yet saved, that have not yet Receive their gift of salvation. Quicken them, Lord, that they shall call on your name and they shall not end up in shame. Father, we thank you that as we raise our prayer to your altar, our incense, you hear us, that you always hear us. And when we release our faith and join our spirit with your spirit in prayer, making this our prayer of agreement with each other and with him, he moves. And every prayer that is then made in that space is an answered prayer. This is our faith, Father, and we shall go back with that answer. We shall not accept anything less than that. We thank you, Lord, that you said perseverance pays. We hold on to that faith and we release it in the name of Jesus. I encourage all those that can pray in tongues to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for the gift of tongues, please release your faith. 
lose your tongue and ask the Holy Spirit to take over as well. Let us now make our prayer in the Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I'm 
scripture being given today is from romans 5 18 and 19 then as one man's trespass led to condemnation for all men so one man's act of righteousness leads to acquittal and life for all men for as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners so by one man's obedience many will be made righteous Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We also have a scripture that has been shared in the chat. This is from Luke 10, verses 19 and 20, as quoted from the NIV. I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. However, do not rejoice that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. And there's also Bible verse that I am led to as we have prayed. This is, this is from the book of Isaiah chapter 48 verses 17 and 18, where it is written. Thus says the Lord, the Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. 
I am the Lord thy God, which teaches you to profit, which leads you by the way that you should go. Oh, that you would hearken to my commandments. Then had thy peace been like a river and thy righteousness as the waves of the sea. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If anyone else is receiving a word from the Lord or any scripture, please feel free to unmute and read it or you can type it in the chat as well. Before we conclude, just a reminder about tomorrow's Bible study session. Our topic for tomorrow is soul ties. And we will learn how soul ties are formed, how they affect you, and how to break them. We shall share links for people to join on Zoom and on YouTube. We shall share that, those links in a message on our Telegram group this morning. Please share them with friends and family and at least try and invite one person to come and attend this session. Let their lives be transformed, washed, their minds be washed by the word of God. And let the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us, let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful day, everyone. Thank you, Russell. God bless everyone. Russell, thank you, Jesus.